Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons and Dummies, a weekly podcast following four friends as they battle across a homebrewed world called Interiath in Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition. Step into our mystical world called Antiriath and follow our party of three dummies as they adventure across the lands. Talit Grug, half-orc, half-mystery, the fighter, played by Taylor. Body Knot Greenleaf, the halfling rogue with a penchant for taking things that don't belong to him, played by Josh, and the ever-mysterious Eclarian Shadow, half-elf ranger from the Eclarian Mountains, played by Seth. And last but not least, the creator of our beautiful world, the man of many voices, and our dungeon master, Sam. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to the show. If this is your first time listening, thank you, thank you so much for joining us. We truly appreciate everybody who listens and supports our show. Um, Also, if you haven't yet, please give us a rating and a review on your favorite podcast app. It really helps us. It's a free way to show some support to the show, and we would be forever grateful. Also, give us a follow on Instagram. It's at Dummies. We post weekly screenshots from the game so you can see what we're seeing as we play. You know, different NPCs and characters and maybe fights that we're in. And also, you can interact with us directly on that page. So, check it out. Just to give a quick recap, a few episodes ago we met a reclusive goblin named Leech. He's an old crime connection of Body Knox, and he took us to someone's swamp shack named Granny Gob. He thought Granny Gob could help us get into the notorious criminal hangout called the Grotto. When we arrived at Granny Gob, she had whipped up some kind of special stew. As soon as Tolik took one sip of the concoction, all three of us, surrounded by smoke, as we ran out of the house to save ourselves, we were each standing on our own, transported on some kind of psychedelic vision quest. Tolik was taken to meet a mysterious man who summoned a green dragon wormling. Bodynock was transported to a prison. A strange blue-skinned goblin told him if he could make it out of the prison, he had something special for him on the outside. And Shadow was visited by the Archfey, who gave him a flashback into his past, as you see his parents dying during childbirth. And her magic attracted some animated trees that attacked. So that is where we find our three players. This is the uh, dramatic conclusion of those stories. So come along for the ride. Let's check in with Shadow first as he tries to chop these trees down. Yeah, you've you've taken a few limbs off of the guy on the right, um, and so he's yeah, I know you I'm, know a little I, beat I up, but he he's still up. Okay, okay, what are you do? I'm going to cast Zephyr Strike. Oh, I think I know why. Okay, all right. You move like the wind for the duration. Your movement does not provoke opportunity attacks. Oh, nice. Is it an okay. action or a bonus action to cast it? Bonus action. Okay, okay. Before the spell ends, you can give yourself advantage on one weapon attack roll on your turn. 
that attack deals an extra 1d8 force damage on a hit. Whether you hit or miss, your walking speed increases by 30 feet until the end of that turn. Okay. Oh, so wow. Castings, so really far. Casting Zephyr Strike, and I'm going to travel 60 feet. Nice. And okay. that doesn't provoke the Dox of Opportunity. Right. Yeah, I'll move him since you got it. Thank you. Okay, and now I get... So now I'm going to be shooting my longbow at the guy on the right. My right. Okay. And we will be adding 1d8. Um... For the Zephyr Strike. Just but on not, the one attack. Right, but not Colossus Slayer and Hunter's Mark is cancelled. Um, why doesn't Colossus Slayer take effect? I don't think it matters whether it's melee or ranged. Oh, you're right. Okay, so two additional D8s on the first attack. Okay. Okay, so rolling... Oh no, 13. Holy shit. Uh, 13 hits? You hit with 13 yeah. right here. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> I rolled a seven though. and I was Yeah, okay. So it's gonna be three D eights basically. <laughs> nice. Longbow Colossus Slayer. That's funny. So if you were using range of Strike. Bunch, yeah, Zephyr Strike. Yeah. So three D eights really plus funny. three. Okay, nice, nice. Boom! Nineteen damage. Uh did you do the plus three? Yeah. No, no, I didn't. Twenty two damage. Okay, so you let loose an arrow, and it sticks in this guy, and you know you put a number in it, and it, like, chunks into him, and, uh, breaks off like a chunk of wood, but even still, uh, you're pretty sure that the fact that you're shooting arrows at this wooden guy, it's not doing as much damage as you like, and so even though you chunk off a big chunk up towards his, you know, quote-unquote, head, he's, uh, he still seems to be lumbering towards you okay uh, so i get a second attack oh you do even on range now that's <laughs> something i always forget about with extra attack okay so it's gonna be a miss oh it's gonna be an eight okay okay but i will say I'm with 60 your feet away clever little zephyr strike plan uh these guys move they literally they have a movement speed of 20 feet so they both move 40 feet towards you and don't even get to you. Okay, so they're 20 feet from me. They have 40 feet. Okay, so I'm going to cast a level 2 Cure Wounds to give myself an 18 healing. Okay, okay. Love it. As my action. And then I'm going to uh, retreat another 30 feet. Okay. As your move. As my move, I don't really think I have much bonus action opportunities here. No, probably here. not. Uh, oh, I do. I do, I do, I do. I'm going to recast Hunter's Mark as a bonus oh, action. Oh, yeah, because screw as a level spell one spell at this point. Yeah. yeah. On the guy on the right, again. Same guy I'd previously cast it on. Okay. All right. Yes, I'm done. Okay. So they are going to move 20 feet and then dash another 20 feet to be within... How close are they now? They're about 15 feet from you. 
Yep. Yeah. Yep, about 15 feet or so from you. So, boof, 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 they're like knocking up dirt. You're getting splattered by snow and slush as they kick it. Okay. So, I have Hunter's Mark on the guy on the right. Okay, roll to attack. I was about to say, I think you've got your full gambit here. All right, 17. Okay. Oh, boom, a six. Okay, so 18 plus three is going to be 21 damage with the glaive. Okay, so you go to slash up at this guy and just, like, go, like, root to tip and cut this guy in half as he collapses onto the ground. Okay, um... So, I've already used my movement. Uh, how do we feel about pulling my bow out at this point? Um, I don't know how extra attack works. I need to read extra attack real quick and make sure. You can attack twice whenever you take the attack action on your turn. Man, that's tough because I don't see any reason you couldn't use your free object interaction in between the attacks. I'm not going to feel cheated or anything either way. It's your call. Um, I, I'm i going to call that you can. There's nothing in that wording that says that you can't. And I know I've seen confirmation that you can attack, move, attack. Okay. So, yeah, I don't see any reason you can't attack with whatever weapon you want to. Okay, so I cannot move Hunter's Mark to him. Um, um You didn't use your bonus action. Oh, you're you right. ran over here and attacked once. But it says, it says, if the target drops to zero hit points before the spell ends, you can use a bonus action on a subsequent turn of yours to mark oh, a creature. Oh, wow. Okay, never mind then. That's very, very harsh. specific. <laughs> okay. I wonder why it's like that. Okay. Oh, going to be a 16 to hit. It's probably for this very niche scenario where it's like... We're going to roll that. Un- unfortunate. So it's going to be 11. Okay, 11 damage um, with the bow. So, yeah, it just kind of sticks into him, into his meaty carapace, or his not meaty, his very not meaty carapace. <laughs> um, right. It's very hard, Seems leathery. to be the problem. Oh. Uh, so this guy, it's his turn. And he's going to step up about 15 feet to get within 10 feet of you. So, oh, he's within 10 feet? Okay. Y- yeah, I, he, he's close enough. He's okay, his so I'm going to use my reaction. Feet, so, yeah. Oh, 14. 14 will hit. So I'm going to slap him with my glaive. That's a one. Do you get? Um, Yeah, you get to reroll that. Because okay. that's just when you attack with your great weapon. Okay. Oh, one again. So four damage. <laughs> wow. That, that, uh... Plus the Slayer doesn't activate on that, does it? He's a damaged enemy. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Maybe this hate will finally give you something. M- 10 total better. damage. That's yeah. a lot better than four. All right. So he steps up, takes a, a slash from you, and then he is going to have a 17 to hit. That'll hit. About time he caught up to you. He's going to waylay you for 10 damage. 10 damage. Uh, but then it'll be your turn. Okay, math says I should transfer Hunter's Mark, so bonus action transferring Hunter's Mark. Um, swinging to hit with the Glaive. 
Oh, it's going to be a 14. So that's going to be a 6, 8, and D10 plus 3. All right. Uh, so we've got 12 sitting on the board. We're going to re-roll the D10. Sitting on the board, playing poker with this guy's life now. Oh, yeah, we are. Ah, so that'll be 14. <laughs> so that'll be a 17 total damage. Okay, 17 total damage. I mean, that's still good money. Oh, yeah. Uh, but he... He's pretty beat up, but he's still he's standing. Pretty beat up. Well, I've got an. I'm still swinging. I'm full of fucking fury at this point. This daggum toothpick thinks he's gonna take me down. It's gonna be a modified twenty-four. So we're gonna roll hit. another six, eight, and ten. And we've got we've got twelve sitting on the board. We're gonna re-roll the six. Oh, went down one. So 13 plus three, so 16 <laughs> total damage. Feature has made you go down one twice and tied yeah. a couple of times. What mm-hmm. in the world is going on? It's gone up a couple of times too. So yeah, I think I think in the grand scheme of things, I'm I'm pl- I'm the plus column. So. Oh sure, yeah. Like it, it's very hard. That's what I'm saying. It's so rare. Like it's only a one or two that you re-roll, and so you have to re-roll a two into a one for it to go down. Like. And you're yeah. dealing with yeah, that's crazy. Anyways, what's your total? Uh, sixteen. Oh, that is actually enough. So this, yeah, you chop him down with one strike, take one of his legs out. He goes down to a knee, and you just cut him in half. Boom! And he collapses onto the ground, and uh, as he lands and like puffs up a thing of dirt and smoke and stuff as it all like stumbles down to the ground behind said cloud you see like a strange portal think like a doctor strange style just kind of like um electric at the edges sort of portal looking into what appears to be the swamps outside granny gob's hut and as you look into it suddenly you're flying through it and you're flying up out of the Granny Gob Swamp, past Billiotalk, along the road, all the way past, uh, you fly over Heathertone, and like out into the woods, and you're whipping in between trees, just like, like super fast, uh, you know, motion vision blurring sort of thing, and you come up out of the trees for a moment, and you do like a X-Wing diving into the Death Star Trench, maneuver as you go down into like a ravine and you're flying over this river up a ravine back and forth and suddenly you slow down to a stop as a scene comes into focus before you of a little bridge crossing over the river to a stack of a multi-story shanty if you will construction in the cave of this hollowed out end of the river as a waterfall cascades down into this grotto and then all of a sudden back into reverse you zoom all the way back into granny gob's hut and just like slam into your body and you're standing in her hut next to body knock and leech Talik is standing up next to uh, the pot of stew, and Granny Gob is 
that same maniacal laugh that she had when y'all were running out of the place, she's just laughing to herself. You feel a, a weight in one of your pockets, and you reach in and kind of pull it out and peer to yourself at a smooth carved stone with a warm yellow-orange hue that's been carved and polished into a shape that resembles a sun with soft rays uh, flowering off of it. And uh, I'll send you a, a copy of the, the image in Discord. And then uh, actually it's an item in D&D Beyond labeled as uh, the Sunstone. Oh! Oh! Wow. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't seem to emanate any magical power in your hand. Um, but you just have this sense that it has some semblance to it. It's almost like a like something you would use as a a sign of identification. Is the vibe you get from it. Okay. All right. All right. And that is where we will end it. Well, okay then. Now let's check in with Body Knock and see how he fights his way through this prison. Fuck. Wait, I can reroll the one on initiative, can I? You can. Fuck it yeah. Is a, it is a type of check. I haven't used that in a while, so I was not like that. It was much better. I got a seven. It, surprisingly, he had a five. So oh. you, your four was after him, and your seven is before that's him. A, that's a lucky roll. <laughs> All right, Mr. Lucky Halfling. All right, well, uh, I'm going to take another shot at this dude. While I have, while I have the advantage here, well, I don't have advantage, obviously, but while I have the initiative on him, right? Yeah, and he's not in your face with a morning star. Sixteen. Sixteen hits. Uh, and then four damage. Oh man, that is not quite enough. Okay. He comes running at you with his morning star, <laughs> and goes. I don't to even take- know what that is, but I'm scared. It's like a big mace with spikes all over it. Oh, and so that he, thing he's got. But with two arrows in him, he rolls a nat one and just like totally whiffs at you and smashes the door off of its hinges. Uh, uh, cool. but that's his turn. So he's pretty close to me now. Oh yeah, he's right in your face. All right, cool. I'm just gonna, you know what? I'm gonna pull out my dagger here and try to give him the old underbelly and I got an eight. <laughs> Oh snap! He's gonna do a backswing after missing. Oh no, body. Uh, oh no. What you got? He Pop rolled in. that twenty. Okay. Okay, that's gonna be. That's gonna be eighteen damage. So nine. Oh my gosh! What an ability. That's so huge. Okay, I'm still okay. I'm still comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're all right. 
if that had been 18, you'd be sweating freaking bullets. Yeah, well, for sure. Alright, take another stab at this guy. 19. Yeah, that'll hit. And I'll tell you right now. It Seven damage. It doesn't even matter what you roll. He was on his last leg, so you uh, just do a little cut on him, finish him off. Cool. All right. Whew. Sick. That's frightening. <laughs> so yeah, you uh, you move into the the torture room, and uh, there's not a lot in here. There's it's a pretty gruesome, gory scene. There's, you know, blood spatters here or there, and there's, uh, you know, weapons and torture instruments and stuff. But other than that, it's a pretty barren room. Uh, is that a potion of any sort I'm seeing over here? Uh, no, there's there's no potion in here. Oh, okay. Okay, well... So nothing of interest in here besides that fucking asshole. No. Alright, what well, let's uh skedaddle. This place uh I don't we're, we're, okay, where do I go? Holy shit. So can I open this without guards uh the keys, the big one? Yeah, make me a survival check first of all, just kinda get yeah. you. Eleven. Uh, Eleven. So yeah, with your uh, with your experience in um, with prisons, you kind of know there's the the cell block, and then it's normally gated gated off by a few more doors to go out to like the main area. Uh Um, So that's what these gates appear to be. You go to check the the guardsmen that you pulled the keys off of earlier, and uh, they don't seem to unlock this. Not the ones you just had. Son of a bitch! I gotta check all these fucking jokes. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm gonna go check the bugbear. I forgot to check him. Yeah, so you check him, and he's got a much larger key ring on him. Right, I'm gonna take that <sighs> and go try to unlock that shit. All right. Okay, so yeah, that one of those keys does indeed unlock the uh, the door to this space. Eight. So you pass through that gate, and there's another gate in front of you. Uh-huh. Uh, and there's a door on your right. Immediately through the gate is another door on the right. And then uh-huh. there's a long hallway that goes off to the left. You can't really see what all's down there. I'm going to check my key on this gate first. Okay. Uh, the key does appear to open the gate. Okay. So, you said there's a hallway around here? Yeah, there's a hallway like immediately through the gate on the left and then uh-huh. there's, a, there's a door on your right, there's a door on the right right as you go through, and then there's a door like right across from you on the hallway. And the doors are shut? And all the doors are shut right now. Right, I'm going to peek around open hallway just to check down it. Okay. So you peer down the open hallway and you see two more sets of doors on either side at the end of, on like on the sides going down the hallway. And then at the end of the hallway, there's another set of doors. God, this is confusing. <laughs> Labyrinth. 
Yeah, in total there's one, two, three, four, five, six options. Uh, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna clear it in order. I, I'm just gonna go in this door right here, I guess, first. Uh, this is the closest. Okay. So yeah, you go to uh, twist that door's knob and uh, it just goes and twists right open. So as you open it, you see a, a man standing here by like a little animal cage. And he's like putting some little treats in. Make me a stealth check for how stealthily you open the uh, the door. Twenty three. Twenty three. So you you open this door just like super stealthily and peek in, and so you see a a, a dog in here inside the cage. It's like a big mean Doberman uh, taking little snack treats from this uh, from his trainer. And neither of them seems to notice you. They seem preoccupied with what they're doing. Okay, I'm gonna shut the door. Okay. <laughs> and continue down through the cell door I opened. Okay. And then go in the store I'm standing by. Or check it at least. So that one uh that one appears to be locked and you kinda of shuffle through your keys and uh one of the ones from the torturer seems to open the the door and it appears to just be a hallway. There's um a door on the right that opens into, you know, the room you were just in, and then there's another door on the right, and you're like, Man, that would have to be a really small room down on the end there. And then there's a door on the left. Okay, I'm going to go to the far right door and check it. Okay, so you open it up and uh, it appears to be a shitter. Ah, uh, cool. Nobody's shitting? Cool. Nobody's shitting? Um, just an empty shitter. Alright, uh, I'm going to check this door. Okay, so yeah, uh... You go to open that door and it is locked. You check around your different keys and uh, none of the keys seem to want to open it. Okay. Make me a, a sleight of hand check while you're doing that. 16. Okay, so yeah, none of the none of the keys seem to open up the the door. Okay, I'm going to leave that one alone for now. <laughs> Okay. And so what do I got left? I've got this one I'm right by. Yeah. And then two more on either side of the hallway and then two more at or one more at the end of the hallway. Alright, well I'm gonna check this one then. Okay. So yeah, you go to check that one and it's just um fully open. Okay. Um, so you look inside and there's there's nobody in here. It appears to be the mess hall. There's there, there's food in here in Tailspire, but like there's not all, all the food's been eaten and there's not really uh, anything going on in here right now. Okay, well, I'm gonna shut that again. And then I am going to go down to these far doors. On the very end. Yep, and I'm going to choose the left. Okay. So you open that door up and uh, make me a stealth check as you open that up. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. 24. 
24. So you open this thing up and you just like peek out and uh, you see a entrance area for a police precinct, basically. You know, there's like a counter and you're like behind the counter and there's a bunch of people like standing at the counter working on stuff. And there's like guards at the door across the way. There's like some people over on the left working at like desks. The room is completely full, but you open this thing so stealthily that nobody seems to notice you peeking in. So, administrative question. I'm assuming in this hobo's fever dream I'm in, my uh, goal here is to uh, escape from this prison. I think that that would be a fair assessment, especially considering the uh, statement by the, the blue... What did he say again? He said, if you get out of here, meet me outside. I have something I'd like to discuss with you. Hey, fucker couldn't even help me either. I mean, you can lock picking kit. That's true. That's fair. But I, like, I could have probably picked it with, like, something I found on the ground. I'm just like that good. Just, like, punched yourself in the face and knocked a tooth out. Man, I can't... Okay, I'm gonna do... Shit. And there's probably like a half dozen or more people in this uh, room. There's there's like a buzz in here. It's like, um, fuck. I, is there any way I can like? Is it would it be like an investigative check to like look around and see if I can I can find like a route or another door I see maybe that. I might be able to like fucking sneak my way out of here without combat, basically. So you look around and uh, yeah, make make me a perception check. Twenty one. Okay, so looking straight across, you uh, see that there's you know the main entrance straight across, and uh, looking off to the right, you see another opening, but it looks like it's like totally exposed. If you were to try to go over there. And uh, you actually kind of, you can hear a bunch of noise coming from over there. It looks like it, sounds like it might be like a break room or something. Because there seems to be like a lot of like chatter and like laughing and stuff going on over there. Um, so there's even more people out in this room than uh, than you originally thought. So like, you know, the only exit you see in this room would be straight across, straight out the front doors. Shit, dude. You are trying to kill me tonight. <laughs> I'm going to go back in the way I came. Okay. So you, you scoot back down the hallway and carefully close the door. I think I have an idea. Fuck. Hmm. <laughs> it sounds like you're not a fan of your own idea. It's a relatable idea. Alright. I'm gonna take a peek and see if I can fit down the shitter. So you look in the shitter and uh, you notice while you were taking a dump in the other one that it was just like a hole in the ground and like it smelled super bad. But this one doesn't smell nearly as bad and you look down in there and you realize it doesn't smell as bad because it's a hole in the ground into a sewer system. Okay, I'm jumping in. All right, jump into the sewer system. Uh, you land, and it's just like 
repulsive splashes up all over you. I need you to make a constitution saving throw. I've, I've, I've experienced this, don't worry. IRL? Yes. Oh no. Can that get me a fucking plus to this? I got a 10. Oh, oh no. So yeah, you, you land in it and you just like... <laughs> you hear up above you, someone came in the room, the shitter, like right after oh, you. Damn it. And they're like, what the hell? And they like hold their torch or can lantern rather like down into the shitter and they spot you like oh shit guys we gotta break out and uh he just like you hear him running off and the next thing you hear is like ding 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 uh as you take off down the sewer um and you're like running down the sewer and you go underneath a, a shaft of light like a manhole and as you do Someone just like yanks you up out of it and slams the manhole cover back down and you're face to face in an alleyway with the blue skinned No. And he's like, Well, 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 not too bad. Looks like you're willing to do whatever it takes. Yeah, uh, I'll get a little dirty if I have to. He's like, pleasure to meet your acquaintance. My name's Donatello Muncinelli. Is that Italian? Ah, fantasy Italian, but yeah, close enough. Okay. <laughs> nice to meet you. I'm Body Not Greenleaf. No, no relation to the Lord of the Rings elf. <laughs> nice to meet you as well. I'd uh, shake your hand, but yeah, I get it. Trust me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, so, what did you need me for, pal? And I don't even know what I'm doing in this place. He kind of looks around for a second. He's like, "Yeah, I could say the same, but uh, something about you, I just felt like you might be the type of person that I need." And he ha- he reaches out and offers you a spell scroll case. And, uh, this particular spell scroll case, as he hands it to you, you notice that it has a symbol on it of a snake, um, wrapped around a dagger, holding a coin yeah. purse. I enjoy the Death Eaters, but I've seen those movies. <laughs> He's like, I, uh, in my line of work, I need people with your skills. Dude, is this a thieves guild? Is this some sort of thieves guild? I'm in. <laughs> He's like, I, uh, this is a special speak scroll case. It, uh, it can't send. It can only receive. But, uh, what I'd like you to do is hold on to it for me. And, uh, he pulls out another one that's like a matching speak scroll case to it. And he pops the lid off and he slips a um, speak scroll in there. And then he drops a couple pieces of platinum into it. He puts the cap back on, and he twists a dial on the top, and you hear a little poof, uh, inside of the speak scroll, and then yours starts, like, vibrating. Vibrating, not unlike a phone vibrate um, in your hands. Alright. Assuming you open it up, you yeah, see yeah. the little speak scroll in it, and you pull it out, and uh, it just says, like, Welcome to the club, friend. 
and then it poofs out and, and flares up like you've seen the other speak scrolls do and flares out of existence and then you dump out and there's two platinum pieces in this speak scroll and uh, he says at the right time in the right place just uh, do what it says on the the writs that come through and you'll be rewarded there's a lot more than that where that came from well, who are you with bud I think that's a discussion for another time. I'm sure our paths will meet. Well, how do I know you're not... Hey, hey, time out. How do I know you're not going to take a poop in this thing and send it to me? <laughs> well, seems you're not afraid of a little shit. Fair. I'll have to be off now. I'll put it in my pocket. Your acquaintance. Later, weirdo. And he, uh, he takes a little orb out of his pocket and he throws it on the ground and it poofs this big poof of smoke and surrounds oh, both of you and, uh, as you like uh, cough that out your mind starts to swirl and the next thing you know you're like flying out of the swamp in Billy Talk and flying up past Billy Talk along the road over Heather Tone out into the woods and you're like just like zooming fast and you go out into the woods and up the side of the mountain and like swoop down into a ravine like uh, X-Wing into the Death Star trench style and then you're like zipping along this ravine and you slow down right at the end as you reach a waterfall and a big opening at the bottom of this ravine as everything's carved out and you see multiple layers of like wooden shanty construction inside of this end of the river in this grotto and then you like zip back super fast all the way back to inside of Granny Gob's hut and you're standing there and you see Talik with like a spoon to his lips tasting some stew and all your stuff is back, and Leech is there, and the sh- and Shadow's there, and Granny Gob's there, just like kind of like snickering and laughing to herself. And uh, you you reach around and, and pat around, and you find that the uh, Speak Scroll sk- case is still in your pocket. Yeah, man, that was trippy. <laughs> and that's uh, that'll be the end of your your solo session. Hell yeah, that was fucking cool, actually. (laughs) And finally, let's see how Talik fares against the green dragon wormling that was summoned by the mysterious man. Okay, I'm going to hit him with the greatsword. Okay. Actually... No, I'm not. I'm going to try and hit him with a firebolt cantrip. Okay. Come on, baby. Give me a good roll. 15 to hit? Um, Yeah, 15 will hit. Okay. Just barely. Give me some good rolls. All right. 12 damage. Okay. Okay. And then with my... I'm going to use my second wind as my bonus action to regain 1d10 plus 4. So I'm gonna oh, roll man, the D10. You need a big roll here. Please give me a 10. Oh, three. So I, I got 
Seven damage. Seven HP back. Okay, well, he is going to let loose with his poison spray. No! Okay, that's... You need to make a con save. No! Failed. Oh, you take 12 damage. All right, I'm still standing. How how are you standing? <laughs> I'm standing on a, I'm I'm lean back about to fall. Oh, I'm on a standing man. eight count from the ref. You need some big rolls, man. Yeah, I actually need to do something. Uh, I don't have any potions or anything on me. Um, no. Okay. All right, I'm just gonna try and hit him. I think. Okay, I'll tell you, he's. You you've done some damage to him. I mean, he's he's okay. he's not like on his last leg, but he's he's hurting. Okay, I'm gonna try and hit him with the great sword. Okay, man, you need a big roll right here. Yeah, and and I'm gonna remind you to not tell me if it's a hit or miss when I roll here, yeah, just yeah. in case. We'll okay. All right, so it's a sixteen to hit, so that hits. Yes, yeah, you remember. Okay, all right. All right, I got a four and a one. Let me re-roll this one. Okay. Give me something good, baby. Give me a six, man. Yes, got the six. So ten. I did 14 damage. Okay. He is like, you like chop his neck and he's got like a hole in his neck and he comes back for one last bite claw. Okay. Well, assuming it's his last, we'll see. Okay. That's going to be a 15. Misses. I'm at 16 right now. Claw. Hold on. I want to use a I want to use oh. a superiority dice to use a repost. Okay. Okay. Do it. If I get to make an attack on him. I'm going to roll that to hit. Oh, yes. 21 to hit. Okay. Let me make sure that I don't. Oh, and I get to add the superiority die to the attack's damage roll on hit. Let's freaking see it. Which is that a D6 or a D8? Do you D- remember? D8 if you're a Battlemaster. Yeah, I'm Battlemaster. Yeah. D- if you take the the feet, it's D6s. So I got 11 plus the D8. Which is a 7! 18 damage. That does it. So you just... <laughs> he goes to bite at you and you just like move out of the way do like a witcher style dodge and like twirl your sword around and turn around and chop his head off as he comes past you oh my god i have two hp Ooh, and as you do so uh he just kind of like disappears into like this like cloud of mist and smoke and poison and uh you see the the portal reveal itself again as the uh the mysterious man steps out of it and he's just like uh he's actually like floating up out of it as he steps out and he's like clapping like a slow clap very impressive Talik. very impressive and uh he takes something out of his pocket it's like this it looks like maybe a green rock or something and he tosses it to you Okay. Um, and you catch it, and it's this huge, it's like probably five inches by like six inches long, and like maybe an inch and a half thick 
green scale. And he Hmm. says, but remember, there's always one that's a little bit bigger. And like, you know, looking at this thing, that the scales on the dragon that you just killed were like fish scales in comparison, you know, (laughs) they were like maybe one inch around, you know, I'm like and, uh, bloody and down on one knee and I'm looking at this thing like, oh god. He says, I'll continue watching, but now, with much greater interests, and he just like steps back into the portal. No, wait, wait. And, and like starts to close. And like as you reach forward, you kind of like slip and you fall through the portal and you find yourself just tumbling and then you're like flying like super fast and you fly out of the swamp past Billiotalk, past Heathertone, out into the woods and you're like whipping back and forth through the woods. And before you know it, you come to uh, the mountainside and you like dip down in like they do in the Death Star when the X-Wings are dipping into the trough. You like dip into a trough of like a river ravine with these big bluffs on either side and you go up this river ravine and suddenly like stop at the end of it where there's this waterfall falling down and you see uh, lights and people moving around as there's this huge multi-story ramshackle situation at the end of this river at the bottom of this waterfall in this grotto and you're back in granny gobs hut standing there with leech and body knock and shadow and granny gob cackling away and that's where we'll end it all right that's great To be continued on the next episode of Dungeons and Dragons and Dummies. Find out what happens to our party next week.